Bango Bango Bongo. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Bash Bros Podcast for another week. Uh, I'm Ty, and alongside me is Jack. Hi there. And we are uh, getting going again. Um, we're at a new location. We're at Ty's house. Yeah, fuck. We're at Ty's house. We're not at mine. A little weird. Seems a little different. Uh, but we're doing this for this week um, just due to some circumstances. Um but next week we'll probably be you we'll probably be back in chat. Yeah, we'll probably be back in mine. Um because that is the place. Um but you know what? Got a crazy uh a crazy video or not video, I guess recording ahead. Um got a lot of stuff to talk about. A shit ton of things to talk about. Yeah, we got we got some crazy things to talk about. So we're really excited. Um without further ado, Jack, do you want to uh you want to get us started here? I mean, we always start with the fucking exact same thing, and it's going to be the NFL. Thank God this week's a little shorter than usual. Yep. Um, we only got two games in hand, AFC and NFC Championship. Easy to start us off. So we both went 2-2 two and two last week. Not bad. Not great. I mean, I wish I'd pick some upsets, which I didn't. And I know we pick, we both actually picked the Seahawks. Which was our only upset in the loss okay. because of I mean, running backs. Let's be let's if be I didn't live in a western place where there wasn't an NFL team, I wouldn't have picked the Seahawks in that game. Yeah. There's we, no way. We're Seahawks I picked fans. the Seahawks because I'm yeah. a Seahawks fan. Like there's no other way to explain well, it. Well, we got two games this week, both tough games. Um Titans at Chiefs, Packers at 49ers. We'll pick the early game first. Titans at Chiefs. I pick the Chiefs. I think Pat Mahomes, crazy comeback last week. I think he's the guy to beat right now. Um, Henry's a great player, but Titans defense can't control Kelsey, Hill. Um, They just can't control that offense. I mean, it's going to be a high-scoring game, I think. Both teams are going to score a bunch. Mahomes wins last-minute touchdown. Okay. Okay, what? Okay, <laughs> what? So, before we started this, basically me and Jack were discussing, and we were talking about, you know, what we were going to talk about today, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, I was like, you know what, Jack? The West, I think we can both agree that the 49ers are going to spank him. Okay, let's just make this pick now. 49ers are going to win. Yeah. But then when it comes to the East, it is intriguing. So you know what I said to Jack? I was like, you pick the team that you think is going to win, and then I'll pick the other team. So with that being said, I'm picking Tennessee. And honestly, I love that because Derrick Henry is a fucking beast. Like, the I... If they keep his running game up, I mean, obviously the the Chiefs' uh, defensive game is 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 pretty good, but I don't know. I'm I got a feeling. Not because he's got, he's got a feeling. Not because not because Jack's going for the Chiefs or anything. Sure. I mean, Mahomes is the best quarterback. Ah, I don't want to say that. But yeah. He's the best quarterback in the game, right? Like in in, in the playoffs. Best quarterback in the next decade. He's the best quarterback in the playoffs right now. Okay. I mean, you got got Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. You got Aaron Rodgers. 
Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is a fucking okay. You know what? Never mind. Scratch that. Tannehill's the best in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Um. But no. I. On all seriousness, I don't know. It's gonna be a tough game, which is why we kind of went for a kind of a jokey, a jokey. Kinda, one of like, us picks. One, one of us goes two. One, goes one of us goes one and one. One of one us goes, goes two, two and zero. Oh. Fair know? enough. So, yeah. I mean, I like that. I. Th- we both think the Forty Nine ers are gonna be the Packers. Packers. Not a great team as of late. Beat the Seattle Seahawks on two nice, but honestly, two, two nice Aaron Rodgers yeah. first downs. If they didn't get those first downs, Seattle still winning that game with no running game. Dude, the Seahawks like came back. Yeah, that's the like, thing. They they made yeah. this game more interesting than I think anybody else what in of, the NFL yeah. would have thought. Yeah. No, that, there's no way that's happening. Well, anyway. I, usually we do daily news now. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with Jack's betting barn first. Oh. Just because we have so much daily news to go through. Because this week has been fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, quick Jack's betting barn. Let's Let's be honest of what happened last week. I mean, we weren't great. But we were okay. We ended up going uh, four and four. Not great. Again, Seattle money line didn't go through. Toronto lost to San Antonio by one point. Miami lost to Brooklyn, which was tough. And Tampa lost, or sorry, a Columbus lost to Vegas, which will bring us to our daily news later because we know kind of why they lost now. So, four and four. Actually, I made still some money because of the way this week's gone. Um, Me and Ty have really got into betting lately. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm at 977 right now. Um, and I'm almost at a thousand bucks for the month and a half that I've been doing it. And people might say that's not a lot, but I mean, I've been making decent money for a student right now. Ty last week ended up losing some money, but overall, he's still profit for last little bit. Oh, yeah, dude. Easy profit. But Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I started off with... I mean, it's tough for you because you're making 14 bets. 14 bets are hard. Yeah, like, I'm making I'm making parlays and stuff, um, which is is tougher because, you know, you can win three games out of four, and then you lose one, and it's game over. It doesn't even matter how close it is, whether it goes into overtime, shootout, or, you know, overtime or whatever, but... I'm having fun with it, and I'm still profiting. So I mean, I'm it not... makes the games a little more exciting. Yeah, not... dude. I, yeah. I, I, I'm following you, you more sports. You enjoy watching more... sports. 100%. Especially basketball. Because you of... didn't like basketball before. I didn't know that I didn't like basketball. I just thought it was super boring. But um, now that when you, it came to playoffs, I was now that you put it, some money like, on it, it's pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, dude. You know, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be focusing in on a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, so we're gonna so Jack spending around this week. We got Friday game Pittsburgh NHL at Detroit. Mm-hmm. Crosby comes back. Mm-hmm. I mean, back to back. I don't give a fuck. Pittsburgh's winning. Detroit's last team in the league. NHL Saturday Chicago at Toronto. I'm actually not picking a winner. I'm picking over. Okay, that's pussy I'm picking shit. over. I'm guessing. Come on, you bitch. From the line, Give I'm it. guessing it's going to be a 6.5 over. I think Toronto scores five. I think Chicago scores three. Whoa. Um, Calgary, that's a lot of goals for Chicago, yeah, man. I, think I don't know about that. Calgary at Ottawa. I think Calgary wins. Ottawa's on an eight-game losing streak. 
Um, yeah. Calgary comes through after losing to Toronto. As of Thursday, they're going to make it. Chicago at Philly, NBA Friday. I think Philly wins at home. NBA Saturday, I think Toronto beats Minnesota. 100%. Away. I think Minnesota's been playing well at home, but Doesn't Toronto matter. has Siakam back. Has been Are they getting Gasol back? They got Gasol back last night. That's right. Friday okay. night, they got Gasol back. Yeah. Or, sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday night, night, they got Gasol yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. NBA okay, yeah. Sunday, I have Indy at Denver. Look, I made this pick before Jamal Murray got injured. I think Denver's going to hit a tough stretch. I think Indy's a good team. Oladipo's not back till next week, so I think Denver's still going to win this game at home. I think close game. I wouldn't bet any team um, uh, point spread. I bet Denver to just win by like a point or two. And I'd put NFL Sunday, I'm putting 7.5 on the Tennessee Titans. I think if the Chiefs are going to win, it's going to be by a touchdown or late by Patrick Mahomes. So wait, so hold on, Jack, before you keep going. Okay. So you're... So I I said the Chiefs are going to win. Oh. But but 7.5, I think the Chiefs are either going to win by 7, which is a touchdown late. Oh, sorry, yeah. Or by a field goal, by a drive, Patrick Mahomes. And I think 49ers money line, I think everybody's going to bet Easy. this. Easy. The line, unfortunately, is like 220 to 320 to make 100 bucks. So I think Yikes. I'm going gonna, gonna to bet it. Like, I'm going to bet it. The problem is, is do I want to bet 320 to win 100? Honestly, at this point, because I doubt the Packers are going to make the finals, Yes. But it's not guaranteed because we know what's happened this playoffs. So that's Jack's betting barn. We've been doing good. I mean, we're not 100% every week because nobody ever is. Um, but if you're definitely betting on games, you're always making profit. Um, I've hit $1,000 this past week. I mean, look. Look at the team's last 10. Look at the team who they're against. Look at the standings. It's not that hard to bet. Um, I've made $1,000 in probably the past, I would say, month. Probably the month before that, I was a little bit worse at it. I was plus 500 and I cashed out, put it in my bank account, paid some bills. You know, I saved up some money and um, betting barns definitely helped a little bit. So, I mean, tie to you now. Okay, I mean, sorry, I was, the that whole time I was looking at this fucking video so, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, Thursday night. It'll be re- it will be put out Friday night. So we're recording this on Thursday. Thursday night, Dougie Hamilton uh, tangles up with a player, uh, Kevin Stenland. Are you talking about the almost broken leg thing, or he Did thinks you he broke his see leg? That? Holy shit! Is this the one here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same video. God, if like, you guys, if you guys go on Sportsnet or Sports Center, either, either, God. this guy could have won the Norris this year. Was almost in John Carlson level. I, I, you know what? You know what? Before what? the season even started, I picked him as my in my, in my fantasy. I don't like, know why. Wait, I don't wait, know why. Wait, wait, wait. How far down? How far down? Draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fourth, fifth round. 
That's a that's a pretty big round. It's a fucking steal, that's a, man. That's a steal. Because that's but also, but, but that's who would have thought? Honestly, fourth or fifth round is what wins you pools usually. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. I I I mean, it, it's saying that like he he couldn't he couldn't fucking put pressure on us. Like he is fucked. So after the game, Carolina's coach said uh, it doesn't look good, which, which is not like, good. Yeah, not good. I mean, he's got 40 points in 46 games. Fuck. As a fucking defenseman. Yeah. Who kind of came in the season like, you know, Dougie Hamilton. Okay, he's just another average defenseman. But he's, he's He got traded from Calgary. Just another defenseman. Didn't really know what to expect of him, honestly, like when he got to Carolina. Not thinking big. No, nobody thought this. I mean, he's been in the mix for the trophy uh, for the Norris all season. I mean... Yeah, he's definitely been in the mix. Like, he leads all Kane's players in ice time, and he leads them on shots on goal as a defenseman. I thought, like, Sveshnikov or Aho would be uh, first in that category. I... I mean, that's just Let me try some of your angry... What is that called? Angry Angry Orchard? Orchard, yeah. I want to try some of this shit. Beautiful. I mean, it's a... Another cider. Damn, it tastes like Strongbow beer. Well, I, I I like beer. That shit tastes like Strongbow. Okay, yeah, it's true. It does. Um. Okay. So, do you want to start with the news, or what are we doing? Here? Yeah. So this week had a lot of fucking shit. a lot of fucked up shit. Honestly, a lot of fucked up shit. I mean. I have one, two, three, four, five, six points, and I can name about three more. Let's start with fucking Ray Shiro. Let's start with Ray Shiro. What the fuck, man? I mean, obviously, I wasn't expecting them to fire him yes. mid-season. Me neither. I was expecting him to go to the end of the season because New Jersey's never been a team where you're like, oh, man, they're going to make the playoffs this year. Like, they're going to be a sick team. They're not. Well, honestly, I'm with not. With Jack Hughes. Okay, I'm not going to lie. At the beginning of the season... No. As much as I Never. hated the Devils, I put them in playoff contention. Never. I didn't put them in the playoffs. Nope. I put them in playoff contention. Because at the beginning of the season, they had Hall, Jack Hughes, P.K. Subban. They had Corey Schneider, Blackwood, <laughs> Corey Schneider. Blackwood and Goal. No. Dude, they need a... They, they, this isn't a team. No. No, it's a it's an individual... Yeah, dude. They threw... P.K. Subban has team. played awful. Oh, my God. Jack Hughes has actually been a little bit better than I thought. He reminded me of a Nolan Patrick at first, but he's actually put up some good numbers. He's actually put up some decent numbers. Um, and I thought that Taylor Hall was going to do good, but he got traded because their team was absolutely Because he ass. wanted out of there. He um, wanted out of there. It wasn't the team. Yeah. I mean, I just... I just think that the team... See, but, but hold on. So you said for a rookie, Jack Hughes has some sick numbers. Dude, he's got 17 points. In 39 games. As a rookie? Okay, we're not... But Fuck, we're, but man. Look, I but, can't agree with you look, there, the, man. The thing that I, I can't. think... Of, a first round... A no, first but, overall pick in a draft. And he's got 17 points. But the thing is, is that there's not always the generational player in a draft. So when we look at first overall picks, we look at McDavid. Okay. We look at Sidney Crosby. Look at Alex Ovechkin. Like so those hold were on. So, those so, were generational players yeah, of who put up hundred point seasons. Look, 
But hold on, no what one, about Victor Olofsson? Was he was never a first overall pick? Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, why would like they're saying like he was he was hyped up, like but, he was he was a sick junior player, but he's not a good NHL player. Victor Olofsson, Jack putting, Hughes. Oh, okay. See, to me, Jack Hughes is too small. Jack Hughes is too is always been too small. I think that when I watched him in Vancouver for the World Juniors, I was disappointed. I think once he came to Vancouver in New Jersey, I went to their game. I thought he played well. I think that he needs years to develop, but he reminds me of a Nico Heischer, Nolan Patrick type vibe. And where did Nico Heischer end up? He, well, I mean, he's making $8 million a year okay, still. But what about when it comes to stats? His stats aren't awful. They're not good. I They're mean, not a first overall pick. No, but that's what I mean. Is not every first overall pick is going to be like the best player. Like remember Nail Yakubov? No, I, I, that guy's I, not I, even I in the NHL know, anymore. Know, I'm saying first overall picks aren't always generational players. So to me, a first overall pick is somebody who's going to make a difference in their team. And to me, if New Jersey didn't have Jack Hughes right now, they'd be even worse without him. What I'm saying is. Through development, through a couple of years, maybe he'll hit 80-point seasons, like almost a point per game. I'm not saying he's going to be a crazy good player. I'm saying he'll develop into somebody that you can maybe think as a, as a fantasy draft eligible like fourth rounder, third rounder. Okay. That's what I think of Jack Hughes. So I'm looking right now. Um... If he really needs to... He could get traded after his rookie contract and find a better team for him. Like, obviously, we're talking about Jack Hughes, a New Jersey Devil, which their team's awful. If he was on a different hmm. team, maybe he'd do a little better. You never know. Like, right? It just might not be the fit. So how many points did I say that? 17. 17. So... Kako has had a shit season. He's had 16. He's had 16. Kako defensively, though, is he's fucking played awful. Three more, he's played three more games. He's also awful defensively. I put my money, and I've watched Kako. His defensive season is shit. Jack Hughes kind of knows how to play even small in the defensive zone. This guy, Kako, is awful. Kirby Doc, I see you searching him up right now. Yeah, I was searching him up. His stats aren't as good as his season holds. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a great player. I think that Kirby Doc. I think he could be. He could be the best out of the three. I know, think honestly, the problem like, with Kirby Doc right now is that there's too many old guys in Chicago. Chicago is going through this period where you got Taves, Kane, he's Seabrook. Okay. Yeah, I see that. You got Dr. Brinkat. Oh, hold on. I don't know if this is going to pick up, but I'm going to open up another. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I don't know if that caught it, but I just thought I'd do it for my own drinks here. I mean, I just think, I mean, Kirby Doc has actually played well. I think he's a big body, especially power play in front of the net. Um, Great pick last year. But, you know, remember last year there was a debate. Kirby Doc or Dylan Cousins? After watching mm -hmm. Dylan Cover Cousins at the World Juniors, I think Dylan Cover Dylan Cousins um, overrides Kirby Doc, and that's just because of 
Kirby Doc's playing in the NHL right now. He didn't get that extra year in junior because he got exceptional status when he was 16. Uh, Kirby Doc's playing for the Blackhawks. He's played a year in the AHL. He's played almost a year in the NHL. He's playing well with great players. He'll learn a lot, especially in Chicago. Um, I don't see this guy as a top 10, top 20 scorer. I see this guy as a second-line solid center. If Chicago drafts well, once Kane and Taves retire, they'll maybe make the playoffs this year. They'll maybe make the playoffs next year. Um, but guys are getting old. And you think of teams rebuilding. Chicago's trying to rebuild while their players are still going. But their players that are still going are just like, except for Kane, like Taves is kind of going at his own pace. Seabrook's injured half the year. Keith is not even first line power play anymore because yeah. Bulkwis have no, taken he's, over. He's, he's falling off. But that's but just so, the way so, it goes. So the, the thing I'm seeing is there is a lot of hype around the other draft picks this yeah. season. Yeah, like Bowen Byram. Yeah, fair enough. Who's gonna be? I think it's going to be great. I mean, he didn't have the best world junior. A stud. But I, I, I think it's going to be a stud. Like Alex Turk. Like, honestly, like coming from the world juniors, you, you look at, at the fucking top 10 even of the draft. Dylan Cousins. Fucking um, Alex Turcotte. Trevor Zegras or Zegras or whatever the fuck you say it. Um, Philip Broberg. Like all these crazy players. That, Vasily Podkolzin. Great player. I mean, he's gross. I mean, you could even add um, what's that guy that scored the cross goal for Sweden? Vancouver draft. Uh, Hoglander. Hoglander's Niels, Niels in, Hoglander. the, in that conversation now. Of course he is. Um, uh, you know what? I'm just looking more at the first round right now. Um, but dude, definitely like Cole Caulfield was drafted 15th overall. He's gonna be a stud. You He's know what I think? You know, do you know what I think? The problem with Montreal right now mm. is they're drafting a lot of small players. They're drafting yeah. some small no, guys. Dude, for sure. They need to draft some bigger players, a bigger centerman for mm -hmm. their first overall centerman. Yep. Um, I think Cole Caulfield's gonna be a great player. I think he's gonna be a great player. Do player. I think Montreal's gonna make the playoffs in the next five years? Probably not. You know what I didn't know? What? Nolan Foot for Tampa. 27th see... overall. Yeah. Did you see That's a, a shot? That's a steal, man. Did you see that a shot? That is a steal. See, this is what I'm talking about. Tampa Bay. That's crazy. Uh, you know, Stamkos is getting old. Kucherov, I mean, he's in his prime now, but he's also not a young dude, guy. Dude, it doesn't even matter, dude. Like, I am I mean, sure got some guys that Nolan Foot can... is willing to oh, come yeah. in and be... And be a sniper. And Power but, play. But not only be that, but be like... He doesn't have to be like the center of attention. No, you know, like never. like like Jack Hughes was, like Capocaco was when they were coming in. He's like, you know what? I don't have a lot of stress on me right now. Like I'm coming in the league. Trust me. I was drafted a, late a, first round to a good team. to a great team with a lot of support around him. Oh, you said great. They're a great team, dude, and I'm not gonna like lie about that. Like, thank you. Obviously, f I hate Steven Stamkos, and I what hate the fuck? You had to bring his name up. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, you <laughs> you were saying that I like like I don't like them, but I'm saying like they're of a good team. Not. They're a good and and 
you know, Kucherov obviously has been playing very well. Like, they have a lot of depth players, but Nolan Foote could fit right in. He could. For, third line with Sorelli, Kalorn. I mean, I, great team. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. Okay, so man. let's move like, let's move on. Sorry, yeah, because let's, let's we've been moving. taking up a lot of time. Sorry, we said we moved. Sorry, no, I was no, no, just, no, it's okay. I was just talking. So I got a couple other ones. So there's there's a couple little things that I want to talk about really quick. Like really, really quick. Women's three on three all star game, what do you think about it? Like it. Love it. Yeah. Dude. I think I love it. I think Why the fuck not? I think Why not? When the Olympics happened, I watched the work the women's final. It was always Canada US. Yeah. It was always entertaining. Fuck yeah. I mean, did you see the lineup? Yeah. All their top players. Yeah, dude. Every Fuck single it. one. I love it, man. Like I think it's such a cool take. Like it's not the NHL All-Star game anymore. It's not. It's it's, it's better a than more. that, it's a little man. Bit more. Like honestly, I wish that there was still the draft. Me too. Before I love the draft, but the skills competition was a huge step in the right direction. Like with you know McDavid showing off his speed, like everybody Kudrow just showing off his hands. Yeah, like honestly, man, like it was fucking amazing. But and then to put on, so you you put on the uh, you put on three on three. You put, you put on, on the fastest, skills. You put on the the skills competition. Fastest which skater, is that which is the fastest McDavid. Skater. Yeah, but no, I'm saying like you put on like that, yeah. and then you put on three the on three, three on three aspect of it, which is like makes it. Like more intense for everybody. Exactly. And now you come out and go, you know what? Let's get the fucking best, what, 12 women Honestly, for Canada and people, the States? It's fucking amazing. Everybody dude. underestimates it. women's sports. And I have to say this for a fact just because I watch some women's tennis. Honestly, they don't have the serve like the men have. But their rallies are fucking that's so much more entertaining. It, dude, because they, when it comes to men, it's power. It's power, it's, it's strength, how and it's much all that. strength you got but in your honestly, serve. when it comes to the women, it's skill, it's smart. It's skill, it's, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, and I'm not trying to be it's sexist precision. or anything. It's But precision. I'm saying, like, it's like, if 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 you're going up and you're like, it, it, it's, it's so tactical and you need to be smart and you need to be... You know, quick, quick-minded, quick, quick. Like you got to be a quick thinker. Like everything has to happen now, 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 because honestly, they don't have that aspect where, oh, she can fucking slap one. They do have that. Yeah, but but it's not as you know likely as, to it's, happen. It's not like saying, oh, here's Alex Ovechkin. Let's treat him like yeah. he's equal. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's the same. Yeah. So I guess we we both agree. We both women, agree that that's, women that's awesome. all-star game. Great. That's awesome. I'm gonna move on real quick. I mean, I I don't want to take a lot of time on this, but I think we might. Cassian versus Kachuk. We're gonna take a long time on this. Too. I love this I rivalry. Love it, man. I I feel the like Battle of Alberta comes to a whole nother uh, fucking level. It makes me excited. take a sip out of the pink Whitney, buddy. It makes me excited for the NHL. It makes me think that old school hockey is not over. It makes me think that. Enforcers are still a part of the game. When I I think that enforcers should have skill now, but I also believe that enforcers are still part of the game. And I, I'm on the side of Cassian. I think Kachuk deserved every fucking punch he got to the face. So first of all, let's be honest. Cassian's having a great year because he's on the line with McDavid. Yeah. Fair enough. And we'll, yeah, and we'll yeah. put that out there right now. Yeah. 
He's not an enforcer who is a skillful player. No. I mean, he gets some goals here and there, but he's not... But why? Yeah, because he's on the line with McDavid. With McDavid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking loved that game. That was one of the most entertaining games I have watched in a long time. And honestly, the Kachuk hits were clean. And I think we can... Can we both agree on that? Let me me finish one thing. Let me start. All right, let's go. The league said they were clean. I agree. The hits were clean. They were shoulder to shoulder. Exactly. The part that I feel like that wasn't clean was you've seen it with guys on the Canucks. You see it with Matt Cook. You've seen it with a bunch of different guys, which I think is a guy come behind the net, is in a battle with somebody else. Matthew Kachuk obviously sees, or sees Zach Cassian in that battle. Are you talking about the first hit or the second hit? Both. I don't care which one they are. I don't know. To what. me, I think... Zach Cassian is in a battle. Yeah. I think he's focused on the guy pressuring him behind him. I think if Matthew Kachuk comes in obviously targeting him, I think that shoulder to shoulder or not, you're going to spin him around. You're going to knock him off balance. You're going to... You could probably hurt him. That's not an easy hit to take either. Um, I think he's not looking at him. I think he comes behind the net. He spins him around a little bit. I mean, I'm not looking, I'm not thinking suspend Matthew Kachuk at all, but I'm thinking as Zach Cassian, if I were to take that hit, I wouldn't like it either. Cause I'm not looking. I think, okay. So, but hold I think on. it's so targeting. Just gone over the whole it's point it's here, like though. NFL. It's a, it's a college targeting play. Is what I look at it as. See, but 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 this isn't the question that I asked. Is this a clean hit? Yes. Were they both clean hits? Yes. Okay. Okay. But do I think Zach Cassian has the has the has the op, should he stand up for himself? Of course. Dude. Yes. He's Zach so, Cassian. So do I think that a hit like that deserves a response? I think that's yes. Whether he got a penalty or not, yes. okay, but, I believe that he did the right thing. But but he deserved the two game suspension. No, I think he deserved a one game suspension. I think they I th- are really I think, I think, as an as the league, the, reason, the NHL league, yeah, they okay. want to get that shit out of the game as much as they can. Yeah, whether you're Ryan Reeves, you're Zach Cassian, you know, you're Tom yeah. Wilson, like you're these yeah. goons. They, when it's you, when it's, when it's you know, like, if Zach Cassie makes that hit, and he did, or makes those punches or whatever the fuck you want to call if that's any other goon in the NHL, they would have got the same. Yeah. But, but you, if you, know, you were... You know what if I you think? Were, yeah, go for it. I think that if Matthew Kachuk were to get one game, Zach Cassian deserves but two. But for what? No, 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 let me finish. So if Matthew Kachuk deserves one game... Zach Cassian deserves two. No, dude. No. If I think Matthew Kachuk deserves none, the the only reason why I think suspension for Matthew Kachuk is not because of the hit in general. It's because of targeting. I think he didn't target him, but man. he did. He was playing line 
versus Lion. Okay, no, let's like be it's... completely honest. Matthew Kachuk and Zach Cassian have a rivalry now. Okay, but so does Matthew Kachuk and Drew Doughty. Like you don't. That's what I think. About but that's everything, what exactly man. what I like, think. It's just... Is if Matthew Kachuk laid that hit on Drew Doughty, Drew Doughty doing the same thing back to Matthew Kachuk that Zach Cassian did. I think that... Okay, but why are you but, saying suspend Kachuk? Because that's not a hit that should be in the game anymore. If a guy's coming... He's with got his, the puck. But it, No, no, no. But if the guy's coming with his head down behind the net... Doesn't He's and, got the puck. It's a clean hit, man. There's no head blind, contact. He's blindsided. It doesn't matter, it Jack. Matters. It doesn't yes, matter it does. anymore. It doesn't. But it does. Dude, there's... It, okay. If he's got his eye on the puck, that's his fault. In the NHL, you can't have your eye on the puck for too but long. But that's the you thing. You need to be aware of your surroundings. But that's the thing is the new game changes that. The new game tells you that you can't hit like that no matter what. The old game know. would the old time game in the 1990s would say that's a pussy hit. Nowadays, the way the rules have gone, it's that Cassian shouldn't have ragdolled Matthew Kachuk like that because he never actually threw a punch back. But if you're gonna if you're gonna the first hit is fine. I think the if you're gonna hit him once like that, I'm not gonna complain. It's fine. If you're gonna target him okay, twice like that. Got, okay, okay, okay. I got ahead. a question for you. If it's if it's two guys that aren't known for being goons. Okay. Would it be a different story? Would it? Would it, would it be what, a different? What do you mean by? Like, would it? Would it so be? Who, who if if somebody did a hit on who? What are you talking about? Mm, like, let's say, Elias Pettersson hits Johnny Goudreau, like that, mm-hmm. or Johnny Goudreau. Like either way, if it's not no. their reputations, no, do they get that no. heated up? Do they get the two game suspensions? So does. Petter, if Johnny Goudreau hits Pedersen like that, either way, Pedersen does, Goudreau, does Pedersen respond the way that Cassian did? No. no, no. So he just goes on his way to the bench. Yeah, or somebody, then, or somebody then else. Then I think, does. then I think nothing happens. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't. I'm. I, I'm saying this. It wasn't a dirty hit. I don't think that it was a dirty hit at all. The only reason that I'm saying that he maybe get one game and Zach Cassian gets... Zach Cassian deserves at least a one-game suspension. He dragged Matthew Kachuk and he punched him like seven times. So that's why I think... And Kachuk was not willing to fight, That's dude. Exactly. Like, and that's but, what... Why... But, but that's, How was that not a suspension? No, but I... No, that's what I think. Is I agree Zach Cassian should be suspended. I agree... Okay. I agree that Zach Cassian deserves suspension. But I also think, in the meantime, that Matthew Kachuk deserves a little something because of his because of his role in the situation. I think that his hits were clean. The league put them clean. The reason why I think that is because obviously they have beef. The th- the reason why I think he deserves a one game suspension is because he's he's running around the ice looking to hit this one player. Cause I remember when I played, if I hated one player, I'd still go hit other people. The difference was of when I saw this one player who I always wanted to hit, I'd go extra hard at him. I don't think it was dirty. I just think he was targeting him. 
And I think that the situation got out of hand because once he laid that hard hit for the second time because he was looking for it, Zach Cassian took exception. That's all I'm saying. I think we should move on. I think he deserves the suspension. Kachuk should, maybe should have got one game, but no games is just as good. I think that Calgary is still the better team. McDavid, Drysetter leads the Oilers. Calgary should still have won that game. So I'm going to move on to something that I want to talk about because Ty has his take. Um, I have mine. I know it's long into the podcast, but we got a shit ton to talk about. Unfortunately, there won't be a story this week just because of how much we have to talk about. Um, but I have a really big story, and I know Ty doesn't like to talk about baseball, um, but there's a huge story. Houston Astros. Houston Astros go. and Boston Red Here Sox. Here we go. Let's roll up the sleeves for this one. Um... So the general manager and the president of the Houston Astros got suspended for a whole year and ended up getting fired from the Houston Astros. The manager... Now, hold on. Can I just say that that the manager of the fucking Mets... Got fired. Yeah, because he played because of he played a role in that. He, the, fair, okay, right? so Carlos Beltran, who was the manager of the Mets, he actually didn't get fired. He got he stepped mutually no, parted he ways. He stepped down mutually from the, parted ways. He stepped down from the Mets. He would not have if they hadn't because he them. knew that he was going to get fired because he did play a role as a player for the Boston Red Sox. Okay, the manager. Of the Houston Astros, who moved to the to the Boston Red Sox next year, just by the way, both of them won the World Series back to back with the same manager. Um, I have to talk about this real quick. So the Houston Astros allegedly cheated um, during the playoffs because they were stealing signs. Now, for me. At the beginning of, of this whole thing happening... You're thinking, like, I thought, everybody steals signs. No, no, no. I thought stealing signs meant... Because I watch baseball a little bit, especially the postseason. But I thought stealing signs was stealing signs as the third base coach or the first base coach. They put signs as bunt or hit or you're free to hit or whatever comes, it's your decision type signs all the time. Now, what I didn't realize was there was a camera in center field, which was also broadcasted within the uh, Houston Astros dugout. So all the managers and all the players knew that it was in there, and they could figure out what signs the catchers were making. Now, one thing that I'd say is that catchers change their signs inning to inning, especially in the postseason. They change their Which signs. Which is what the Astros yeah. were being called out for. Were, they change their signs every inning. Because I followed baseball for a while. I like baseball. I don't follow it like day to day, but I follow it week to week. Now, especially in the playoffs, the catchers change signs game to game, inning to inning. The problem is, is that Astros had a camera in center field that showed the signs that actually anticipated the sign that was being made 
and that related or like relate it to the manager, to the coaching staff, who would make a noise, who would make a sign with his hands to the batter after every pitch to see which one was coming because they knew exactly which pitch was coming. So to me, this whole situation bows down to obviously the GM and the coach of the Astros fired, gone. Um, the coach of the Red Sox, which was the G the coach for the Red Sox, fired. Adrian Beltron, coach for the or manager for the Nets or for the Mets, fired. I believe that both the Houston Astros and the Red Sox should get their rings stripped, and here's why. The Houston Astros should get their rings stripped because there's evidence against them. Obviously, they didn't fire their GM and head coach for nothing. Unfortunately for the players, they won a World Series, they tried their best, look, shit happens, they knew what was going on too because they took the signs, um, everybody knew what was going on, they deserve to get their rings stripped. The Red Sox, I'm not 100% sure of yet. The thing that makes me suspicious is the same manager. It's the same manager that won the World Series for the Astros, went to the um, Red Sox the next year, and an ex-Blue Jay won MVP in the playoffs. Like Who was that? Who was that? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember his name. David Price? No, no, no. It wasn't a pitcher. It was a batter. An ex-Blue Jay. An ex-Blue Jay won MVP for the Red Sox in the postseason. The reason why I talk about this is because it was an underdog story during the Red Sox postseason. Yeah, dude. Nobody fucking thought this, saw so, this coming at all, man. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, is if this is if this whole scandal is true, that Alex Correa, the manager for the Houston Astros and then Cora. the sorry, Cora, mm -hmm. and then the Boston Red Sox won back to back seasons, I feel like there's something going on there. Um No, I, I okay, so let me just pipe in here. Okay. I, I understand. I mean, so you're saying that the Red Sox should get their rings stripped as well? And I, yeah, I think both of them should get their rings stripped. Okay, the but thing, then why? The, hold on, hold the on. The thing hold that on, I would on, say on, is on. the only reason why what I let the Red Sox um, get their rings stripped too is if they get actually caught with something, because we all know the Astros actually got caught with something. If the Red Sox don't get caught, then okay, give them fair. the ring. But if not, take both of them away. Did you see what happened with uh, Jose Altuve? No. So there was this thing that came out that said that he was wearing a shoulder. It was a wire that was put on, a sh on his right shoulder, I believe. Okay. Where every time – so it was like a vibrator. So if the pitch was one, they would – one time. If it was a curveball, two, they would... Fastball boom, boom. is one. By the way, everybody, fastball is usually one. So, basically, what happened, um, from what I have heard through various articles, um, is that this is, a, this, is, this is a thing now because um, after um, Jose Altuve um, hit... 
the home run to win the Astros the pennant. It was a walk-off. It was crazy. He was coming to home plate, and he goes, and there's videos of it. There's everything of it. He goes, don't take my shirt off. And it was mouth. He, he said it before he crossed home plate, holding his shirt together. That's whatever. But as he he hits home plate, and he's like, okay, you know, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like we're all fired up. He leaves the field, goes into the dugout to put on his playoffs shirt, like his his shirt that they win, whatever, blah, 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 right? Like they're like, they're winning shirts and everybody else in that field was wearing, was took off their jersey and, and would put on um, the... Uh, winning shirts or whatever, like those fucking t-shirts that everybody gets. Um, but it was a conspiracy because first of all, he's like, Oh, don't, don't, um, don't take off my shirt. Blah, blah, blah. Don't, um, you don't think the cameras would have spotted that if he actually did take off his shirt. He didn't take off his shirt. That's what I mean. If he did, of course they would have, it's a wire. Yeah. So that's I'm what, I'm not saying the Astros shouldn't be fucking accused of this. So I what I'm that, saying is this this is getting way too big that the fucking Red Sox were caught stealing like cheating the same thing two years ago and it's and it's and it's way less than what it is now. Exactly the thing that is I think is if, if the if the president knew about it, if the GM started it, if the coaches knew about it. I think the players knew about it. That's, Everybody knew about it. That's Everybody why I think it, both World Series should be stripped. I think that the the sad thing is I heard this. So hold on. So what Astros, I'm what I'm pissed about is okay. the fact that this was not a big thing when it came to the Red Sox two years ago in 2017. It it, it was not was as it, big as it is now. I don't remember it being as big of a story because I didn't hear about it back then. Exactly. Because nobody knew about it until, exactly. until they looked into the Astros' win. No, because the fucking the Red Sox were fine, dude. They were fine in 2017 because of it. They were fine. Yeah. And now all this shit comes out. The same fucking shit that happened to the Red Sox is now happening to the Astros. And there are way worse consequences that happen, this, and that's that annoys this, me because you gotta have some consistency. Yeah, the thing, because that 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 can't happen. The thing that I think about it real quick is I'm gonna wrap this up. Is if Houston went through it, the players knew about it, right? The, 100%, player, the 100%. players have the video in their dugout. They know about it. The Red Sox, same manager. They win the World Series the next year with the same manager that the Houston Astros won the year before. Because he left on free agency, they pick him up, they win the World Series. It's not, to me, it's not just a coincidence. To me, it's, it's, the Yankees went to the ALCS both years, lost both times to the Astros and the Red Sox, and to me, I think if the Dodgers could have won both, because they went to the finals both times, I think the Yankees could have won both. But to me, I think it's just a matter of, look, 
They both cheated. Probably, we're not 100% sure. We're 99% sure they both cheated. They both should be punished in some way. Take away their rings. That's why I think it helps. Anyways, we got to move on here. Um, we're okay. going to... What are we doing? So, I'm... I mean... Are you done with your... With, with I'm, I'm, I'm done with baseball. I mean, we talked about baseball a month. This is the most we've talked about baseball ever. Um, it's a huge story. We're going to go back to football real quick. And I'm very sorry to say, but that the young age, Luke Keekley retires. Mm-hmm. Line, middle linebacker, yeah, linebacker dude. of the Carolina Panthers, Panthers comes yeah. out and says, I've made enough money. I've done my due. I think I'm going to keep my mental health in state, and I'm going to leave football for now. Fair enough. What do you think about that? I think it's t- – honestly, so I'm not going to put anything out. I'm not going to promote anybody, but there's this new documentary on the mind of Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. When it comes down to it, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. If you guys want to watch it, it's on Netflix. It's amazing. But – what I'm trying to uh, say is there is this huge thing when it comes to concussions in, in the NFL. It's a different breed of concussions from anything else that's happened before. It's called CTE. It is a huge um, uh, dark side of the NFL. And I feel like that's what he was afraid of, dude. Like There are so many – there's so much evidence backing up this this this. The thing that I want to say about this first is a lot of you may be thinking this Aaron Hernandez thing is a big thing because he murdered somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'm not in that state. Ty's not in that state because we haven't played in the NFL. We're not in that level of com- competition. Ty's had four concussions himself. I've had eight. Four or five, yeah. I've had eight. Um, I've had it's, I've had four minors. I've also had four major concussions where I've been out for two months. Look, life is dude, not easy. We can't honestly, being us, we can't even relate. Compare, yeah, even in the slightest way. So and basically, that, that's what scares me. Is I've had eight concussions, four majors. What I where I've been out of sports for two to three months. Mm-hmm. I've been out of school for a month or two. Oh, dude, I was like, yeah. Yeah. It scares me to think that a guy that gets hit in the head every single day yeah, dude. can, can after a while, even after he's retired, commit such brutal acts because he doesn't even remember because of his brain so fucked up. So essentially, uh, CTE, it stands for Chronic Traumatic, and I don't even want to say the last name because I'm going to butcher it so bad. But basically... What is it? Just say it. Encephalopathy. Okay. Encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Let's keep it at that. Um, basically, it's a neurodegenerative uh, disease. Um, it's caused by repeated head injuries. Um, and, you know, so basically uh, when it comes down to, you know, people like Aaron Hernandez, um, Adrian Peterson even. You could you could you could bring He's that up. He's still it's, elite too. No, I know, and that's scary. But like, and you look up symptoms. It's like may may include behavioral problems, mood problems, and problems with thinking. Yeah, this is a this is a smart move by a young kid who knows what he has and knows 
what's more important than the money. Yes. His fucking life, exactly. his brain. This guy is a middle linebacker, and if anybody knows middle linebackers such as Luke Cle- Luke Keekley, such as Bobby Wagner, who's been a Pro Bowler for like seven years in a row, mm-hmm. it's scary. Um, they all they do is hit. They're defensive. All they do is hit running backs. They hit quarterbacks. So hold on. So I I, I was just I'm on my laptop right now, but I was just looking up CTE and stuff, and it said a neuro pathologist has examined the brains of 11 NFL players. Okay. Sorry, sorry. What did I, what did I just say? 11? 111 NFL players. Jesus Christ. And 110 were found to have CTE. That's the problem with NFL. Is that is fucking this, ridiculous. This sport... That is ridiculous. See, this sport is This degenerative disease all. linked to repeated blows to the head. Nobody's calling this out, man, because it's such a... It's as a fucking billions of dollars a year. Who the fuck yeah. would want to ruin that? That is see, money in the see, bank. Man. As as Luke Keekley, I think of one thing. I think as a playmaker, one of the best of all time. In my Luke life, Keekley? yes, in okay. my lifetime, when I've watched Luke Keekley as the defender, made a Super Bowl with Cam Newton as a quarterback. Made the playoffs multiple times. Defensive player of the year at least twice. This guy is crazy good. But to him to retire at the age of 28. It's fine by me. Is fine by me. Because this guy is preserving his health. He knows, he knows what, what's important, He knows man. what's important. Like, there's no other Let's way of saying Let's say this guy could play another 10 years. And probably make twice the money that he's making right now. Who gives but, a fuck? He knows what he has to do. Exactly. Because his health is worth more than anything. Of course. And that is fucking amazing. And I believe in that. And I think that the Carolina Panthers will suffer. But at least his life doesn't suffer. Suffer. Um, and it's scary to think how the brain works. Because I've had tons of you concussions. You fuck up your brain, dude. That is the thing that's making us talk right now. And, it's making us breathe yeah. right now. It's making us do everything right now, dude. Like, And I've had a friend which was very dear to me, which at a young age playing football um, had some tough times. Uh, his name was Chaz. He went to Sentinel, my um, hometown school. Um, I just think that this guy, he went through a lot. He had a lot of different concussions for very different reasons. Um, but I think just like Luke Keekley, uh, I've had eight. This kid had like 11. Dude, you he can had, get, you can get TTE. His doctor it's told him so to stop, easy. His man. doctor told him to stop playing sports. Um, it's just, it's easy for us to say, cause I'm okay right now. Honestly, I could easily not be. One hit. One hit. Could fuck your whole thing. I could easily, right now, after eight concussions, if I get hit one more time, crazy hard where I hit my head, I could be in the state that a lot of these guys are in. And it's scary to think, but it's true. All right. So we're going to quickly go off that. It's it's a a scary topic. Scary topic. I, I hope all of you guys stay safe while playing sports. Yeah, of course. Ty's take. Not going to be a long one today. We don't have a lot of time left. Um, but basically, I just wanted to bring up the fact that Gerard Gallant, a, a, a loved around the league, I think, 
uh, coach fired for the reason because his team has lost a few games. Four and six in the last ten. Now, actually, five and five in the last ten. So, I I can't find it any ways to be on the Vegas management side. No. And, and you hire Pete DeBoer. I mean... A rival. A rival. Like, and he had... I'm going to find the quote. He said, like, he's like, it's like being in my ex-girlfriend's house or something like that. Which is understandable. I mean, yeah. fuck. Like, you're you're the San Jose Sharks. You knock them out. Like, this is, this is old shit that's... It, it just... It's so stupid. And so, basically, Ty's take today was basically to say... Are general managers too hard on the NHL coaches? And I'm going to bring this out to you, Jack. I, I, I'd like to hear some feedback. But honestly, I think that they are. Vegas came into the league. Imagine if Vegas hadn't have, hadn't have been to the Stanley Cup final. Imagine if they haven't have made the playoffs uh, the last year. If they're a, a team that's struggling in their first couple years, does he get fired? No. To so me, what the fuck? So to me, this is what I think. Is that I know this is Ty's take. We talk about this a lot. No, it's your take too. I end up talking about this just because it's it's something passionate. To me, I think Gerard Gallant should not have been fired, and I think that for two reasons. I think his first season, he made Vegas go to the finals. I think a crazy expansion team with Underrated players ended up doing great on a team that had hope. Last year, they lost to a team to San Jose, who on a Game 7 penalty probably shouldn't have lost to. Um, They could have made this, what, at that point it was second round because Vegas finished first, or no, sorry, it was actually a second round. Because Vegas didn't win first in the division, Calgary didn't got swept by Colorado. Yep. So I think of Gerard Gallant as a great coach, a player's coach for sure. Oh, 1,000%. Yep. Who actually did great in Vegas, who their team was is like two points behind first place in the Pacific and got fired. He was going to the fucking all-star game. game. And, and they, he got stripped of that too. And, and that got, pisses me and off. And he got man. fired because their team ended up four and six in their last ten games. And you know what I heard today? I heard that it was a similarity to um, Dwayne Casey getting coach of the year in the in the NBA and then getting dropped by the Raptors. The difference to me is that Dwayne Casey couldn't do it in the playoffs. Yeah, dude. I know because I know, of the I know, players. I know. I know. He was a great coach. The reason why I think Nick Nurse does good is because he learned from Dwight Casey. Now, Mark Stone said it himself. He said, look, we're not happy with the firing because everybody loved Jar Gallant. He said, it's hard to respect Pete DeBoer, especially after he just got fired from a San Jose team, which they just lost to the year before in the playoffs. So everybody like hates San Jose Sharks. In Vegas. Especially in Vegas, yeah. The way that I, that I think this is, Gerard Gallant is going to be fine. He's going to find... Oh, new- dude, he's not worried about yeah. a fucking thing. I just think it's it's sad to see him. 
lose his all-star appearance. And I think it's sad to see him lose a Vegas team that, that everybody him. loved him. Dude, the yeah. fans loved him. The team supported him 1,000%. I think the and only person so that didn't believe in him was the general manager. Yeah, dude. It's the whole management team. It's not yeah. even just the general manager. But you bring it back to Pete DeBoer getting fired from San Jose. I and I know it's a... Sh- San Jose, the problem with them is the reason why he got fired is that they're old. They're, the getting, coach, old, they're getting old. Their their record hasn't shown as good this season. He got fired early in the season. Um, they won, you know, one or two rounds last year. They were still a good team. They get rid of Pavelski. They bring back Marlowe. They're looking like an overage team who can win a couple games here and there. But their star players can't carry them. Like Couture's injured, Hurdles playing well, but you got Marlowe and Thornton on your like second power play, who are both aging players who are gonna leave 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 the league soon. The thing that I feel is the most unfair is the fact that the coaches go first. Yeah. No matter what you say or do, you're gone because it's not easy to fire a player. No. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just trade him and be like, you know what? That player's gone. He wasn't doing well for us. That's it. When you're a coach in the NHL, you have to understand at the same time that if, if you know, you lose a few games as a good team, you're fucking, you're, you're kind of nervous because you're the first one to be gone. And you've seen that multiple times in the, in the NHL. As, as unfair as it is, like, you think of Joe Quenville. Great coach. I mean, obviously, he he needed a new start. Yeah. Um, But I, I mean, come on, man. Like, this guy's a legendary coach. Why are you going to fire him? You know what I mean? I mean, there are different circumstances with different coaches, like Mike Babcock. Some shit came out after that. I can't see that being with Gerard Gallant. I can't see anything coming out about him. You know, you know what I see? Yeah, what do you see? I see him signing with Detroit. Of course. I see Detroit getting the first overall pick. Alexi Lafreniere. I see Steve Eiserman making a team out of it. I see Detroit's him, got a great future, man. I see it's be fun. him becoming the new coach that develops players, yeah. like they did with Vegas. Yeah. I see him becoming... I see Detroit in two years, not maybe not next year, in two years becoming the play the players coach it needs to be. I see him developing players. I see him doing very well. And I I understand this is a long podcast. I understand we're going through a lot. This week was hard for a lot of people, especially him. Um, let's talk really quick because we're gonna wrap this up about two things that I really want to talk about. Um, and we're going to end this right there without a story. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we had a story last week. I hope we can keep you guys going this week. Um, I want to talk about Nicholas Backstrom's contract. Five years, Good 9.2. Year. He's 32 years old. Signed he's, it. Hold on. He signed it without an agent. Yeah. He signed until he's 37 years old at $9.2 million. I'm not going to lie. I don't care how old this fucking guy is. He deserves every penny. Beauty. 
every fucking penny of this deal. Mm-hmm. He has been underpaid his entire career. Mm-hmm. 9.2 million is he's exactly been, he's what been, he needed. He's been shadowed by Hovechkin, man. Like, obviously not completely because, like, it's like, oh, like, this is the Ovechkin-Backstrom duo. But honestly, man, like, he hasn't been getting the hype that he deserves. And I'm happy that he's getting this contract because it's going to bring him to a whole new level. Yeah, 100%. This guy deserves every punny. Um, That's it. That's all he deserves. Let's keep it at Next that. Topic. I don't care if he retires. He deserves Next that topic. Money. Let's Next go. topic. Craig Button releases top five picks for next year's draft. Oh and me God. and you talked about last week, and you said Lafreniere's not might not be number one. I said, is he really a runaway for number one pick? But it, but this is what this is what Craig Button said. He said Lafreniere's a definite number one. Okay. That's he said Quentin Byfield's number two. Quentin Byfield was a player who was the twelfth he was the twelfth and thirteenth forward for Canada's team. He barely played in the World Juniors. The problem was is people underestimate players that are for Canada, especially the twelfth forward or thirteenth in the World Junior team. Look. The world junior team for Canada always has amazing players. No matter what, especially because they won gold this year, they have players top to bottom who can score goals. Quinn Byfield is a huge centerman that any NHL team would take in a fucking heartbeat. The reason why he didn't play for Team Canada is because, look, Team Canada every year has so many, has so many fucking good players. So what are you going to do? Now, the rest gets a little interesting. So we have another Canadian, uh, Cole Perfetti, who actually didn't have a great World Juniors, but again, was playing on the fourth line, didn't get much ice time. Is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. Never heard of him. Didn't play much, but at the same time, uh, he played. He was okay. Now, we got guys that nobody fucking listened to at all. We got Tim... Stutzel, who played on the German team, is this the kid? This is, is a kid. fucking great player. This is the kid. This kid, literally, like, honestly, Germany played well throughout the whole World Juniors, except for one game against Kazakhstan, where they got fucking shit kicked, but they ended up staying in the tournament yeah. the final game. Yeah. This yep. kid fucking played great against every team. He is a top five player for sure. Now, the guy that I was very surprised with was Marco Rossi. Now, Ty, do you know what country this guy's from? States? No. This guy's from Austria. Okay, I don't know. Now, this guy, we didn't see him in the World Juniors because there's no Austrian in the World Juniors, obviously. We don't see him in the NHL rankings that much. But over in Europe, dude, this guy fucks. This guy plays hard. He's a fucking great winger. Um, dude, this guy in the NHL might actually make some points. The problem is, is this guy plays in a league where his talent is only recognized because of how bad the league is. Mm-hmm. If this guy played in a Russian league or in a Swedish league or in the WHL, OHL, QMJHL, anywhere in North America, this guy is fucking top two for sure 
Now, the reason why I say top five and probably fifth or sixth pick is because this guy's underrated. Now, because of his country, his native country, he's not playing as well. It's tough. Um, but sometimes guys come out of nowhere. And like just like guys, a lot of Slovakian guys used to be underrated, especially after they split from Russia. Now, Anze Kopitar... Uh, Zdeno Chara, nobody really talks about Slovakia in the Olympics, but when they play, they talk about him a little more. I hope Austria, with this guy, um, starts to develop a hockey country as it is, because the more hockey countries we have, the more interesting the game gets, the bigger the game gets, the more bigger draft the... Picks, exactly. It's going to be bigger. It just makes the game more interesting. And the more, if hopefully one day the Olympics come back, if this guy turns out to be a star, one day Austria may win their division, they may get to the Olympics, it might be interesting, you never fucking know. We'll see what happens. It just makes it fun. I mean, obviously there are a lot of good names there. Um, Excited to see what the future has. You never fucking know is what I want to say. You never fucking know. Anyways, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, yeah, that's definitely it for me today. A, I'm fucking a, pooped. It's been, a long, uh, it's been a long podcast today. I think this is one of the longest that we've ever done, but because there was so much going on. Um, but we're super excited uh, to send this one out to you guys. We'll, we'll be back next week uh, reviewing the uh, Kansas – or sorry, Tennessee Titans and – San- game. Nope. Tennessee Titans, San Francisco 49ers, Super Shut Bowl up. final. You know Kansas City's uh, going to win. We're going to be super excited to see Derrick Henry in the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's going to okay. be a really good time. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, honestly, that's all I have to say. It's been a great time having you guys with us today. Um, I know you guys probably did not listen to the whole thing. If you do, those I, of you who do, honestly, I appreciate you 100%. We I mean, love you because we love you. we're really trying to start this thing and we're really trying to like we're trying to take it off like it's gonna be like we're trying to make it bigger um and you guys help us and, and if you guys are so happy if you guys don't listen to jack's petting barn you're missing fucking out i'm making money and you guys better fucking be too if you're not i feel bad for you Honestly, it's not that's even it. about that man it's you. about you like you can go and you can listen to you know the 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 big radio spitting chicklets not even like tim and sid like all these guys we're just two fucking guys from vancouver bc who just love to talk about random shit when they're drunk that's true and nobody can take that away from us we're having a great time talking to you guys um and we're excited to see what the future has for us and you know for now we're done for the night but we're dedicated to doing this every week. Um, Christmas time was a little um, hard because we had other plans, you know, family stuff. Obviously, it's it's that time of year. Yeah. But now we're in it 100%, man. Like, we're coming at you guys with, with the realest of real and so excited to see what, what this has in store. So please keep listening. We're going to be coming out with these every week and we're – you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, and, fucking and enjoy. Else, have, yeah. have a good week, everybody. Have a fucking brew to this fucking please. Because 
We are doing this absolutely smashed absolutely on a fucking Thursday fucking night. Smashed. Just for you guys. For I you work guys, tomorrow man. morning. I'm like, fuck. I got, yeah. But I hope you guys listen to this drunk high. I don't fucking care. Just have some fun. That's all I care have about. Have some fun. You know, listen to us. Um, you know, we're just a couple of guys that are the same as you. You know, there's no there's no difference here. There's no difference. We're, we're really excited to keep going. Um, and we hope that you guys enjoy this podcast. So hope you guys all have a great week, a great night. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.